Families are facing challenges today like never before. At Focus on the Family Canada, we're here to equip families so they can find support and God's hope for their situation. More families than ever turning to us for help raising their children, navigating marital issues, and dealing with anxiety and stress. Will you donate so these families can find the hope they need to face today's challenges? Make a monthly commitment or a one-time donation today at focusonthefamily.ca slash family. And now for my next trick, I will wave my magic wand and instantaneously improve your marriage. Abracadabra mumbo jumbo presto. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Except we all know that trying to create a perfect marriage is about as effective as building a house of cards. Uh, what if your relationship could be transformed, though, uh, in terms of intimacy and grace and encouragement and having fun with your spouse? We'll cover that today on Focus on the Family. And your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly. I'm John Fuller. John, it's not uncommon for husbands and wives to wonder why marriage seems so difficult at times. And that that's just marriage, right? If it's always treetop, something's not right. We want it to be easier. And sometimes we'd rather coast in that relationship, not putting the effort into it that we need to. So we have a great communicating, loving, kind marriage, but you got to put some time into it. That's where the magic in marriage really happens. And today with our special guest, we're going to talk about how to build that kind of magic, a biblical magic, into your marriage. Yeah, and Danny Ray Thompson and his wife Kimberly are in the studio with us. And uh, Danny Ray is a world-renowned illusionist who's been performing magic tricks for more than 30 years. Uh, he's got a pastoral heart, and uh, he and his wife Kimberly are passionate about helping husbands and wives develop a stronger relationship, and they've written a terrific book called No, I Can't Make Your Wife Disappear, A Magician's <laughs> Guide to a Magical Marriage. And uh, reach out to us here at Focus on the Family for your copy of that book. Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family, or we're at focusonthefamily.ca. Danny and Kimberly, welcome to Focus on the Family. Well, thank, thank you. you. It's great to be here. Okay, now with that title, Kimberly, I got to ask you. <laughs> let me let me hope that you, as the wife, had a little bit of input there to say, "Can we just use husband instead of wife? How can I make my husband disappear?" Definitely. Oh, good. That's good to hear. Definitely had some input here, but uh, the reason it ended up being "No, I can't make your wife disappear" is because, believe it or not, that's one of the number one questions that typically the men come up and ask Danny after the show. After the magic show? That's right. That's just rude. <laughs> it is. It is, actually, but they you think should... it's pretty funny. And yeah, so that's true. And, that, and that's the point. That's, that is such an odd combination in a, in a really inspirational way. So, Danny, and maybe Kimberly, you played a role in that, but being yeah. uh, an illusionist, yes. that, that's not your typical job. <laughs> you know, you don't, no. we don't hear a lot about illusionists. I mean, one, you're trying to trick what people see, right? You're trying to create an illusion. Correct, yeah. And so now applying that in marriage. <laughs> and it, as a pastor. Are we waking up to this yeah. reality that, oh my goodness, it's all an illusion? <laughs> um, I, I hope not. I hope your marriage is real. But um, Good. Uh, developing you know, things that create wonder and astonishment in your marriage is something that I think I have a unique insight into. And so... We've had the the privilege of counseling people over the the years, and then we thought, why is it that God's given us a, a great marriage? We've gone to different marriage conferences and read a lot of marriage books, and 
thought, let's give back. And so, you know, taking that combination of, of marriage stuff and then um, where those things overlap with the magic stuff and create a book on that. Let me ask you, so often, you know, when we look at personality types and how people, you know, you end up marrying and selecting who you're going to marry. We do yeah. opposites. Oh, yeah. Often. Not always. <laughs> and people will let me know. I get it. It's the 80-20 rule. So if you fall in the 20%, don't write me a note. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. But do you guys, are you like that? Or is one of you more extroverted, one introverted? Or how do you guys see your personality types as a couple? Wow, you're on the personality. So you could you could tell me what my personality is. <laughs> right here on National Air. Here we go. He does not, this is a, an illusionist for you, does not want to be put in a box. So, I've been in a lot of boxes. Oh, wow. This is, <laughs> this is good. Being put in a box um, metaphorically, with, yeah, no, with boxed in with his personality, does not want that. So I am not allowed to diagnose him or tell him what, <laughs> what his personality now, is. You know, Jean is an awful lot like that. She hates those personality tests. Okay, well, that's she'll Danny, say, and I love I'm never one way all the way, and it doesn't capture me, and therefore I feel it's a false answer if I, uh, right? Yes. She goes through that whole rotation. Yes. I'll so. tell her what her personality is later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Danny, let me ask yeah. you. You encourage husbands and wives to celebrate the mess of marriage. I like that. Yeah. You know, oftentimes we're talking about not being perfect. That can be a hard thing in marriage because one spouse might expect a little more perfection than the other. Mm, And that right there creates conflict because of the expectations, right? Mm. But I like that reminder of just have fun in the mess and be a bit chill. Yeah, so it's in the middle of the mess that I think God can show up and do some incredible things. We're always praying like, get us out of the mess. But what if it's in the middle of the craziness of kids, you know, wiping poop on walls. Can you, can you say that? Um, I don't know. We'll hear from the FAA. I think it's a much better word, but yeah, good. You know, and, you know, kind of those insane years in going, we just, we want out, but what if it's right in the middle of that, that God's shaping us and creating uh, a, a different character in us to love others that are messy, to um, to learn to love him in the middle of that instead of waiting till we're out of that season. Yeah. And give us an example. Yeah. So there was one time, you know, I thought, I'll clean up the house while she's away. She always wants everything dusted. And so that day I Seems had pretty this, reasonable. Yeah. Had a, had a good idea. I thought it was a good idea. You said it like you, you know, yeah. this is an outlier right? request. No, I mean, so I decided to dust the house with a leaf blower. Oh. Now... <laughs> You are Very, such uh, a guy. You are such a guy. That? Who does that? That's the first time I've ever heard of it. Well, of course it is, yeah. because only Danny would come up with it. Right. But it, it, in my head, it seemed like a really good idea. Like, we've got a little bit of dust. And so I blew out stuff that never should have been out from under the fridge, above the fridge. And I am just going around. And within like two, three minutes, I realized this is a really bad idea. I'm like in a big tornado of dust now. Right. And it's going to settle in another place. It's uh-huh. going to settle. Uh-huh. It's, it's only moving it at this point. Danny, you're supposed to put the dust under the fridge. Come on. Perfect. I can help I, you with I, this. Yes. Where yeah. were you? Yeah. Where, I need you on speed you dial. You sweep it under the fridge, <laughs> man. right. Yes. Yeah, so when she pulled into the driveway and I have like a dust storm, it, it wasn't good. Yeah. It wasn't good. Let's, let's turn into the magic for a minute, if yeah. I could say it that way. You compare marriage to a deck of cards. Okay. I'm going to ask you how, (laughs) but you also talk about, um, you say you want to cheat in your marriage. 
in order to have the winning hand. Well, let's be very specific. Yeah, we've got to be. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> yes. Uh, so, thank you, Kimberly. Yeah. <laughs> this is a uh, Christian program. Yeah, yeah, not that kind of cheating. So I. Cards. Uh, so back up to to like bigger picture story. My biological father, he. Um, was kicked out by my mom for gambling. And so gambling has been a really interesting conversation in our household, but growing up, because it was one of those things that my uh, my biological father was addicted to uh-huh. and tried to sell the house, and my mom kicked him out. Hmm. And so growing up, I never, and to this day, I just don't gamble, but I started to work on how do you cheat at cards, you know, with um, sleight of hand for entertainment purposes. But in our marriages, when you're dealt a horrible hand, you know, maybe maybe your spouse has a mental health issue that you're like, I didn't sign up for this. Or maybe you have a, a kid that has a, a disability. Our first kid, great. The second kid, we ended up in the NICU for 11 days and it was heart-wrenching and all those things you go through. But how do you take those things and go, Okay, the circumstances are different, but how do I how do I ask God to give me grace and forgiveness and hope? And the way Paul says is that we don't define our circumstances as like these are horrible or bad, but it's in everything we have the opportunity to choose joy, to choose life. And so I think when we talk about dealing the hand we're dealt, is we don't always get a royal flush or a perfect hand, but whatever we're dealt we learn to ask God to help us to see that as a good thing because he's orchestrating something great with the hand that you're dealt. And it's such a good reminder. I mean, especially with Paul's letters in the scripture because he uses every, a lot, in every situation, <laughs> mm, in yeah. every circumstance, give thanks. You know, in the light-hearted side, you had a Christmas tree, I think a crooked Christmas tree. Oh, no. what, what was, yeah, we pulled out all the good stories. Oh, no. So what happened with the crooked Christmas tree? So, wow. <laughs> the, the things I should be, I, I, I don't need to write about. Okay, so. <laughs> you wrote it? We're I know. Telling everybody. out there, babe. <laughs> that was mirror. So my wife and I were about to head down to San Diego, and we have like five minutes, and one of her things is like, you know, that Christmas tree, it's got to be straight. That angel up top, it's got to be perfect. Are you and Jean's so, sister? <laughs> Man, you guys came from the same parents. Uh, now it's a different deal, but this is early on in our in our marriage. And so right before we're leaving for San Diego, she's like, the Christmas tree's crooked. I'm like, oh, okay. So I, you know, get under the tree, you know, adjust it. With your air blower? Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. No, not your, with the air you blower. You got your tool belt on? <laughs> so no, no so I'm under there with the screws trying to screw it together, get it straight. And then she's like, oh, that's perfect. I get out, you know, and now I have like leaves all over me, poking me, sap on me. And she's like, oh, it just leaned again. I'm like, oh, it did. So I get back under there but now it's getting like frustrating because the tree wizard is like that's her it's not perfect you know yeah. and so i do it four five six times finally He's a very patient man i normally normally, <laughs> normally but this was not my best hour because at that point of it you know it continued to lean continued to lean is i was done with this tree so i took the tree and i started slamming it into the ground <laughs> to try to make it straight i'm like no and i'm slam is it this was a not. decorated tree it's oh, a yeah. decorated oh, tree not we're just talking the tree. 
Childhood Childhood you're supposed to do that before you put the ornaments on. Childhood <laughs> ornaments. I mean, I know you're a magician, down. but I don't think that's going to make it. it no. It so everything flew well. off. Yeah. Kimberly, the straight tree wizard, <laughs> is now saying, okay, Danny. Now I'm shocked because yeah. this is the angriest I think I'd ever seen him at that point in our marriage. That so tree, it did a number on me. <laughs> yeah, it did. So what happened? Did you get it to go straight? So here's the crazy part is I drove down to Ace, um, Ace Hardware, <laughs> and there was little, and we didn't have a lot of money no. at this time. We were on right. a tight, tight budget. And there was some tree stand that said sets up in one minute. I didn't look at the price. I just grabbed it. I bought it. And I was like, I literally set a timer. I'm like, if this thing doesn't set up in one minute, I'm going to be right back at Ace. <laughs> But it set up in like 30 seconds. It was perfectly straight. I'm like, this, why didn't I have this tree stand That was before? worth 80 bucks. I, it, it was worth whatever. It was 80, <laughs> I don't know. Kimberly may but, disagree. But I no, don't. no, no. We saved that tree stand for years and years. I should we hang still, it on the wall. Like, should, that thing saved our marriage. Yeah, it's the tree stand that saved our marriage. That's so, so yeah. Speaking of saving your marriage, Kimberly, yeah. you talk about and encourage couples to embrace counseling. We certainly mm. appreciate that here at Focus. And that's obviously Christian-oriented, Christian-based mm-hmm. counseling. We've always got to clarify that. You can get some bad counselors sure. that are going to come with worldly recipes to help you. But we're talking about solid Christian biblical counseling. Mm-hmm. Why do you encourage couples to keep an open heart toward counseling? You know, we all need advice. We all need help. We all need more tools in our toolbox, essentially. So uh, Danny and I were blessed to go to a conference when we first got married. Uh, no, before we got married. Before. It yeah. was, uh, well, we did it when we were engaged, and then we did it um, here in Colorado Springs at the, the Broadmoor, but we didn't oh, stay at the Broadmoor. That's right. That's right. That's so, like a Christmas tree stand. <laughs> you don't spend that much. Right, right. So going to the conference before we got married gave us some huge tools in our toolbox and probably even that language of toolbox. I don't think we knew that before then. And uh, we were definitely very young getting married and needed all the help we could get. So that's where the tools started getting implemented. Uh, But then counseling was always something my mom was a huge proponent and, and had benefited from wise counsel. Um, yeah, and you know, one of the difficulties, and I, I sympathize with this, but sometimes it's the husband, sometimes it's the wife. Mm. It's a declaration of failure mm. that it, I, I don't measure up, and now we need counseling, and I thought I was a good person and a good Christian, right? And that's yeah. the so, mode I was in. I was and, like, is I don't fair? want to go to counseling. We're not going. We'll fix it. I, we can I do was this. Anti, I had never been to counseling, and, but it, to me, it was like, you failed. And right. That's so, what it feels like. Yeah. And our first year of marriage, we ended up going to counseling, and yeah. Lo and behold, it helped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Imagine like, that. People yeah. who have yeah. skills. Yeah. And so it was at that point that we just made a decision. We'll do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. If it means going to counseling, if it means seeing a friend, seeing a pastor, whoever we can, whoever is further down the road to, to help us um, with our marriage, we're, we're all about that. Mm-hmm. That's good. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. 
Word of mouth is the best kind of promotion, and Deeks Insurance is proud to list word of mouth as a secret to their success. Serving the faith-based community with tailored plans and preferred rates for home and auto insurance, Deeks knows the importance of a good reputation, which is why so many customers refer their friends and their family to Deeks Insurance, a licensed insurance brokerage since 1981. If you can't wait to find out from someone else, then visit deeksinsurance.ca to get started with a quote. Deeks Insurance, where family matters. Make your strong marriage even stronger with Focus on the Family Canada's new marriage enrichment conferences and retreats. Based on the proven, biblically-based principles that come directly out of the Hope Restored Marriage Intensive Counseling Program, these principles provide couples with practical tools to create a more vibrant, intimate, and loving marriage. For registration details, call 1-833-TO-ENRICH or visit enrichyourmarriage.ca. That's 1-833-TO-ENRICH or visit enrichyourmarriage.ca. Do you wake up and think of all the ways the day could go wrong? Does a list of worst-case scenarios play on a loop in your head? Can the littlest thing set off a spiral of what-ifs? Focus on the Family Canada has created a free PDF booklet filled with professional advice, biblical insights, and follow-up resource suggestions to help you better understand and navigate anxiety in your life. Download your free PDF booklet at focusonthefamily.ca slash anxietypdf. That's focusonthefamily.ca slash anxietypdf. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. Danny, let me ask you, uh, I think I've seen at least versions of this. One of the illusions that you perform is an elaborate underwater escape. Mm. Uh, Describe what's involved and how you use that to teach people about life and God and marriage. Yeah, so for a number of years, I did uh, underwater escapes, and uh, there's you know, when when you're going underwater, you know, the the first thing I would say before I went underwater is I would ask people to hold their breath with me when they go under. And if it any When you point, go under. Well, sorry. Yeah. They feel like they're going under. Vicariously, they're going under. You all me. hold your breath. Yes. Yeah, so, but when I go underwater, I am going to ask that you hold your breath. And if at any point you let out your air, I want you to think about that moment when you take your final breath. Where are you going to be? Where are you going to be in your relationship? Oh, that's great. With God, with your family, Powerful. with... Yeah, and so it was one of those messages I say, um, hold your, your breath as you go under. But it was the only piece I've ever done that vicariously people feel like they're in there with you, trapped in there, underwater, in the dark. And yeah, so I it's one of the best like messages because they're seeing it, they're feeling it. And when I would escape, you know, it wasn't, you know, like triumphant it's like i'm doing a real escape and it it doesn't go right every time we had it you know go wrong twice where i really thought i was going to lose my life but it's yeah it's it's a difficult thing and difficult on my wife as well every time after i got out of water you know i'd have to text her and let her know i'm alive i'm good you know and then when i stopped doing that I had to, you know, let her know, you know, I'm no longer doing the underwater escape. I was like, babe, the deck of cards, it came out of the box fine. I'm good. It's okay. <laughs> I survived. I survived. I'm sure your life insurance company was happy about the fact oh, that you... Oh, uh, that's not... Yeah. You know what they don't... They don't ask. They did not say, oh, okay. do you lock so yourself in it? it's not up there it? with skydiving and all that? They, they asked those questions. They asked those questions, but they did <laughs> but not say, you're not do an you illusionist. trap yourself in a... No. So I, but paint that picture a little bit, because yeah. people, some people haven't been to a magic show. I, I don't know that I've been to a big magic show, to yeah. be honest with you. But this is a tank of water that's over your head. 
You're yeah. getting in. You're all bound up. You have ha- yeah, so handcuffs I would get, on. Or? Yeah, so I'd have the audience. Sometimes audience members would bring handcuffs, but usually I'd have <laughs> handcuffs with me. And I would pass those around, you know, make sure. So they're sure, the real deal. Yeah, they're legitimate handcuffs. Wow. And then I'd have somebody come up, examine the locks, examine the canister that I'm getting. We called it the chamber. But ultimately, it was um, based on the milk can escape by Harry Houdini. Right. And so somebody would examine that. And then we'd have somebody help us um, dump 50 gallons of water into this drum, essentially, and then put the lid on and then... There were six locks that would lock that lid into place, and I'm underwater in multiple handcuffs, you know, working with a pick to try to get out of those. So you have time. to really do that. You yeah. have to yeah. pick yeah. the locks. Yeah, and the sad thing now is my daughter's into lock picking, and my wife's going like, no! <laughs> <laughs> Lord, These no. things happen. <laughs> right. Well, hopefully she'll use it constructively. That's right. Yes. You, know, right. you never know. Kimberly, in that context... Um, you talk about the reset button in the book. Both of you do. Yeah. Um, speak to the reset button, how you use it, and how it's been effective in your marriage. Sure. Uh, we used it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, give us an example. <laughs> so when you're rushing out of the house to get to the airport and you have a bit of an attitude, it might be helpful. Was oh, that your attitude? <laughs> I'm not saying use it why. <laughs> we don't want that. Might have been both of us a little on edge trying to get out of the house for the airport. But uh, it's a way of saying, hey, I'm sorry. And there's still apologies and there's still um, some reconciliation because I'm big on that. So you'd say something like, let's do but a just, reset. Hey, let's reset. Which really means yeah. be quiet. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It doesn't mean be quiet. It okay. just means, no, no, no. Yeah, let's clarify that. No, it just means, can we start over? Okay. Can we have a do-over Let's let's try this again because we're both acknowledging, hey, we didn't do well at that getting out of the house. Because we time. didn't handle it, and with that situation, like we didn't handle ourselves the way we would normally or the way we'd want. Yeah, stress to. tends to do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, and stress does that. And it's easy to just go, you know what? I love you. You love me. We're in this together. We, I, whether I blow it or she blow it, you know, I go, hey, can Probably, we reset? Yeah. And then we just start over, and we'll literally like, hey, let me give you a hug. Let's start over. And, you know, it's just grace and forgiveness, yeah, grace and forgiveness. You so. use the term, but God, in a positive way. Yeah. H- how do you apply that in marriage, but God? Yeah, so the the but God statements are throughout the Old and New Testament, mm-hmm. you know, where uh, literally the Israelites are going one way, God shows up and shows them mercy, shows them grace, shows them forgiveness. And so in our marriage, we want a, a but God marriage where if I do something that's hurtful or painful toward her, um, she knows the but God stories has redeemed her, but God has done this for her. So she shows me that same grace, that same forgiveness. There's a great verse, and you guys will have to find it. I don't, I'm just throwing out <laughs> You're verses. the magician. I know, I know. You're going to have to make it appear, though. Uh, <laughs> that, um, that we're to forgive one another the same way that Christ Jesus forgave us. And one of the things early on that we realized is that he forgave us before we ever asked. And so we don't wait for the other person, like, you know, begrudgingly, like, no, until you apologize, until you do this. We try to show that grace and that forgiveness before the other person asks so that when they're, they're like, hey, I'm sorry, have I already forgiven you? It's our, we're good, you know, and, mm. and sometimes we're not good. So we have to work and reconcile. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of times we could, 
you know, forgive the same way that Christ has forgiven us, which is beforehand. Yeah. In that context, what you're writing about is legacy. What's the legacy of your marriage, in your marriage, those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. What recommendations do you have for couples who want to create that kind of legacy in marriage? Yeah, so legacy is a huge thing for us. It's one of those things that we talk about with having the end in mind is same thing with the underwater escape is when you take your last breath, where are you going to be? Where where do you want your marriage to be huh. a year from now, five years from now, 10 years, when you pass? What do you want your kids to say about you, your sister, your brother, your mom, your dad, your, whoever those people are that are at your your funeral? What are they saying about your marriage? Have you invested well? Because that marriage affects so many people. And so we talk about being legacy driven. And for me with, with Caroline, that just really made me wake up to, I want to be kind and caring and loving and Christ-like to my children, to my wife, and let that pour out of every part of my life. Mm-hmm. And But that takes being intentional, and it takes having a wife that shows grace and mercy to me every day. It takes me focusing on the, the right things at the right time. And yeah. No, that's good. Uh, in that context, Danny, you have a fable, I think an African fable that kind of applies in that. What, what's the fable and how does it work in marriage? So every day with the lion and the gazelle, you have them both waking up and the gazelle's got to outrun the lion and lion's got to chase the gazelle to, to get his food for the day. Both are necessary. If the lion gets the gazelle, he gets to eat. If not, he needs to keep chasing gazelles to feed his um, family or her family. And then the gazelle's got to stay alive. And so in our marriages, right, we have to wake up focused and running because there's an enemy that wants to tear apart your marriage. Devour us. Yeah, Yeah. literally devour our marriages. And we're seeing it across the world. And I'm sure in your community, you see marriages that are falling apart. And maybe that's your story. But God has a greater story for you where you wake up with purpose and and working on healing and working on restoring and working on loving your spouse and the way God's designed it. But you have to write down maybe one thing today that you're going to do to take a step in that direction to make a difference. That's really good. That's a good one. I Record like it. That. Yeah, let's put that in. <laughs> Danny and Kimberly, this has been terrific. Love your book, No, I Can't Make Your Wife Disappear, A Magician's Guide to a Magical Marriage. Great title. And I'm glad you fought for the husband portion yeah. of that, Kimberly. <laughs> I feel better because there's you. a lot of wives that might want their husbands to disappear. This is true. But we get the theme that it's applicable to either spouse, that's and right. that's the point. And you've done such a great job capturing these stories, and I appreciate you pouring into that. It, people don't understand how difficult it is for a couple to write about marriage. Because mm. my guess would be you guys aren't perfect. Uh, no, far <laughs> from it. That's just my guess. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and therefore, you're exposing your, your relationship relationship out putting it out there for people to see to read the stories and it's just so vulnerable yet so good uh, because we all kind of travel together on that same road with the same potholes and Mm -hmm. you know so i deeply appreciate that vulnerability Uh, let me turn to the listener and the viewer Um, if this is touching a spot in your heart and you know you need help Focus on the Family Canada is here for you. And remember, when you order the resource from Focus on the Family Canada, all the proceeds go right back into ministry. So you're getting a great book to help your marriage and helping other marriages by purchasing that through Focus on the Family Canada. 
Please call 800, the letter A in the word family, 800-232-6459. Or you can donate and get Danny's book along with an audio download of our entire conversation with the Thompsons at focusonthefamily.ca. Also at the website, we have a free marriage assessment that you can take. Uh, It'll require five or ten minutes of your time, and it's going to go a long way toward helping you in your relationship. Uh, pointing out areas of strength and maybe an area or two of growth. Check it out at focusonthefamily.ca. Danny and Kimberly, it's been so fun and so insightful to have you with us. Thanks for being here. Thank Thank you you for having us. What a blessing to be with Mm -hmm. both of you. And on behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ. Christ.